The product the Green Bay Packers put on the field on family night was embarrassing. And I'm not talking about what happened on the field, though there's plenty to clean up there as well. Also, plenty of potential. And we saw all of it on display for family night. Let's talk about it. Caught by Watson. You are locked on Packers. He's got great speed. Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Christian Watson down the sideline. Locked on podcast network. And he will score. Your team every day. You are locked on Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Peter Bukowski, and I cover the Packers for The Leap, a newsletter I would love for you to subscribe to. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked On Packers. Like us on Facebook, subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked On Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet. And the show for fans who know what happened, they want to know why and how. Thanks to everyone who makes Locked On Packers their first listen every day. We hope you like starting your day with us as much as we like starting our day with you. Today's episode brought to you by our friends at Bird Dogs. Go to birddogs.com slash locked on NFL or enter promo code locked on NFL for a white tech hat with any order. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise. What happened with the broadcast? What happened? Those of you who were able to watch it, and that's part of this complaint too, but, but those of you who were actually able to watch what happened, why? Why? Why did they spend the whole warm-up period talking about football? And then they spent the whole first hour of the practice talking to John Eric Sullivan, which is like fine in a vacuum to get some of that color from a front office person. Why did they spend 15 I want to hear from Josh Sitton. That's great. He's going into the Hall of Fame. Awesome that, that we got that conversation. Why wasn't that happening during warmups? And I'm not trying to pre-program their whole experience here. It just seemed like a huge wasted opportunity to have Wayne Larravee and Larry McCarron, the radio voice of the Green Bay Packers, and not call the practice, not let fans experience what is happening on the field. And the reason I'm leading with this is precisely because if you are not extremely online and you only got to watch the practice, I honestly don't know what you were able to take away from this. I really don't. Because eventually all the plays that mattered were posted on Twitter, clips from people who were there, from media, from non-media, from fans, whoever. They wound up on Twitter as is usually the case. But I, I found it to be so disingenuous and, and frankly insulting that Mark Murphy could go on the family night broadcast that was an absolute joke and talk about amplifying the fan experience. When the Packers go out of their way, they go out of their way to make it harder for fans to engage with their team in an everyday sort of way that every single other franchise doesn't have to deal with. The Packers are stuck in the 1970s when it comes to engaging their fans. The social media team 
was voted 32nd out of 32 for a reason. That's not a shot at those people. It is an, an edict from the top. This is an organizational structure that does not encourage fan engagement online. They don't want it. And they, they do it all under the guise of, oh, there's a competitive advantage or disadvantage. No, guess what? If 31 other teams want to know what's going on with the Packers and fans, 70,000 plus fans could be there to watch. Guess who's there? Scouts from 31 other teams. Like, give me a break. We know that that is what's happening. And, and we just, we've heard from guys like Daniel Jeremiah, who was an NFL scout, that yes, in fact, that is a thing that's happening. There is no competitive advantage. And what, what makes it even more ridiculous is the Packers are running the same offense that half the league is running. There's no, there's no surprise here. We know what Matt LaFleur wants to run. He's running the same stuff that Kyle Shanahan runs and Sean McVay and Kevin Stefanski and, and Kevin O'Connell and 15 other head coaches in the NFL that are from this same tree. Is it going to be exactly the same? No, that's not the point. They're not reinventing the wheel here, but this goes back to like Vince Lombardi um, and, and George Hallis conspiracy theories where they're like, they think the, the plane flying overhead is, is the other team. The Packers don't allow video clips from practice from media people. And there's some really cool stuff that happens. Not allowed. Other teams get it. They get to see and, and get hyped over. And it's stupid to get hyped over some of that stuff. But it's also fun. It's also part of the experience of being a fan. And so I, it, it, it made me actually angry for Mark Murphy to go on TV and pretend like they are trying to engage fans. And what they really mean is we are trying to engage fans in ways that make us money in the specific realms where we want to engage with them and in places where we don't or don't think it's necessary, we just won't. Like this could have been an easy win. You put this on TV, you make gobs of money doing it. And I understand that's one of the reasons why there were a million commercials is all the local stations are trying to make money on this thing because live sports is such a boon for them. And not all these, these stations have Packers games regularly, like TMJ4 in, in Milwaukee. They only get the Packers when they're on Sunday Night Football. It, they're going to get huge numbers off this. They got to sell a lot of ad space off this. And, and congrats to them for doing that. But the product on the field, it was almost like I would rather have just not watched it. It's embarrassing for the Packers to be like this. It, it, it really is. All of the best plays, maybe not literally all, but almost all of the best plays from Family Night did not take place on TV live. They were cut to later or not even shown. Like the Aaron Jones play, the second reaction play from Jordan Love, which we're going to talk about, the, the angle they showed because it wasn't on the main telecast and they weren't rolling on that camera to get the overhead angle while it was happening, we just didn't get it. They're in commercials, so they're not, even, they're, not, they're not even shooting it. We got some sideline, it looked like high school highlights from, you know, Cedarburg, Oconomowoc in the state semis. 
It was ridiculous. And I'm not complaining because it was bad. I'm complaining because it does a disservice to your fan base when you have the best fan base in the world. And this is where it gets frustrating because if you're the Packers, I, on a certain level, understand like, well, Packer fans are the best. Packer fans are the best. So we don't have to do anything special above and beyond to engage with our fans. That's we'll build them. We'll build them a snow hill. We'll they can go sledding. Just come and sled. Come and sled. That'll be fine. That'll work. Give me a break. It's it's ridiculous. Please get with the times. And and if you're not gonna, if you're not going to show everything on TV, I mean, I guess that's fine. I guess. But then post the clips. They took down every illegal stream of this, including like the semi-illegal NBC 26, which is the NBC station in Green Bay, their stream of their own, their own platform. The Packers didn't even let them keep that stream up. It's their broadcast. It's, it's the stream of their TV station. It's not like some guy on YouTube holding a camera to his TV and, and live streaming. They hold all this stuff so close to the vest, like they have, they're guarding stake secrets, like they're the security in Oppenheimer. And, and they, they're, they're keeping the, the scientists of the Manhattan Project safe. It's absurd. It really, it, it is absurd. And I, I wish for Packer fans safe sake that they would care a little bit more about it. That they would pretend like they had the best fans in the world because they do. And rather than take them for granted, give them the access that every other team in the league gets. They didn't feel like doing that. All right, we're going to talk about the actual football, okay? All of this coming up in just a second here on Locked on Packers. Today's episode brought to you by our friends at Bird Dogs, my close personal friends. I'm wearing my Bird Dogs right now. I am on vacation, sort of. I'm, I'm not at home, let's say that. And with me on my trip, I brought three pair of Bird Dog shorts. And in fact, three different kinds of Bird Dog shorts. They are all glorious. They're perfect for this time of year because I still get the sculpted look that I want. They still fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, but I get that stretch khaki appearance. I can have the tech short, the workout short that I want to have when I want that look. The liner, you guys, you got to take my word for it on the liner, especially in the summer. It's just a little added extra bonus. I started wearing them as pajamas because I can go in them. The liner, it's great. I cannot say enough good things about these products. I have absolutely fallen in love with them. So go to birddogs.com slash locked on NFL or enter promo code locked on NFL for a free white tech hat with your order. That's birddogs.com slash locked on NFL or promo code locked on NFL for that free white tech hat. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. I don't want to take mine off. I wish all my shorts, all my pants could be bird dogs. And you know what? I'm well on my way. I just remembered I wore bird dogs joggers on the flight. So yes, I bought three pair of shorts with me on this trip, 
but I wore a pair of the joggers on the plane. Basically, my whole wardrobe on this trip brought to you by Bird Dogs. All right. Uh, we, we obviously have football to discuss here. And I think we have to start with the Jordan love of it all, right? And so this was a situation where there were some missed throws that Bears fans are going to tweet about, of course. But what we've been saying on this show, what I've been saying is what you really want to see with Jordan Love is the potential. You want to see the high-end plays. And those were the things that we saw on family night. In addition to some of the inconsistencies, I, we don't know right now we're, we're going live. So we'll, we'll get a, a clarification on, for example, the botch snap in the two minute. I'm going to get back to the two minute part. And there were also some overthrows, especially early started off a little bit slow, maybe a little bit hype. I mean, this is his first opportunity in front of 70,000 people at Lambeau to be QB one for the green Bay Packers. Just think about that for a second. Think about what that means to Jordan Love, who's been waiting three years through all of the turmoil, through all of the drama, through all of the questions that I'm sure he got from friends and family like, hey, man, what's the deal? When are you going to get your shot? Are you asking for a trade? What's the deal with Aaron Rodgers? That guy seems weird, huh? Complicated fella. Am I right? And to be out here, he, <laughs> of course, the Romeo Dobbs dime early on in practice didn't make the telecast. You had to be following... Ryan Wood or Andy Herman or someone who's tweeting out a lot of the, the individual Wes Hotkowitz who's tweeting out the, the individual stuff that's going on. But the two-minute drill really typifies this offense and what it can be early on because the very first play, they fumble a snap, miscommunication between Josh Myers and Jordan Love. Josh Myers is, is you know, you can never, never fall start as a center, right? Larry McCarron made that joke. You have the botched exchange on the shotgun snap where Jordan Love is trying to get everyone set. Meyer snaps the ball. But then you have Jordan Love march right down the field. The chunk play to Luke Musgrave open in the middle of the field where his speed absolutely plays. A little draw to Aaron Jones doing Aaron Jones stuff. Christian Watson on an inbreaker. I think it was a little double slant concept. In back behind, bang, he is a future star, I'm telling you. And then you get, just to, just to underscore it, just to punctuate it, you throw a gorgeous 50-50 ball to Christian Watson in the back of the end zone, and it's a touchdown, and you make it look easy. And, and you put to bed all of the nonsense, all of the Oh, well, he can't score again. This offense is getting its butt kicked. You guys, this is going to take a little bit of time. But what you want to see is the high-end stuff. Romeo Dobbs cooked Jair Alexander on a one-on-one. -on -one. Yeah, Jordan Love overthrew him. But Romeo Dobbs doing that, that means something. Luke Musgrave winning a couple. Jordan Love airmails a couple throws. But Luke Musgrave doing that, that tells you that the ability is there. It'd be one thing if you were an inconsistent team that just didn't have talent. We could live with that, right? Because if you just, if you're not very good, like if you're the Bears roster from last year or, or the Bears defensive roster this year, you're just like, 
or it's not very good. So, I mean, what can we do? But when you have the talent, then you have to, you have to show it. You have to, you have to underscore it. You have to punctuate it. We'll see if they can translate that to the field. But we saw some of that glimpse. We saw Carl Brooks get in there and get a sack. We saw Devontae Wyatt put together some terrific reps. He has been a, a revelation in training camp so far this season. He has done everything you want from a first-round pick that didn't give very many opportunities in his rookie season. He has come back with a renewed focus, a renewed purpose, was, was working out there with Eddie McGilver and Kenny Clark and all those boys in Southern California. And he looks like a different guy this year. Sean Ryan, year two, looks like a different guy this year. Had Was the only guy who's been able to stay in front of Devontae Wyatt. He's been stellar in one-on-ones. Give him an opportunity to play a little bit more. Lucas Van Ness had a couple pressures. One that would have been a sack, might have been a safety Early on in in the in the backed up period, they called it. Could we have just like I remember? I remember. I'm old enough to remember. This wasn't even that long ago, when the Family Night broadcast included the announcers going, "This is the backed up period. This is the two minute period. Oh, now they're going to do the move the ball period." We didn't even know we were watching half the time. I, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna get off on a tangent if I don't if I don't keep it back here, but. This, this is a situation for Green Bay where you want to see these young players flash. Understanding that there's, there's going to be that inconsistency. And so you saw that high-end potential. Now, is it great that David Bakhtiari didn't practice even though he was set up to practice? Is it, is it great that uh, Matt LaFleur said they're not worried and this is this is just going to be life. And that life, I guess, that they're they're not worried about the fact that David Bakhtiari might just show up one day and not be able to play. Yeah, that seems suboptimal. That doesn't seem great. Is it the best that they're still fumbling the quarterback center exchange and not on the same page there? It's not, not ideal. You don't, you don't want that. Would you like to see Jordan Love not miss as many throws high as he did in this practice? Yeah, you would. So this is why I said, and this is why the whole thrust of this segment is, you have to take the good with the bad. Because this young team, there's going to be some of that bad. And so, you know, a lot of people freaked out about what Rob Mofsi said about, oh, it could be a long year. I think part of that was just that, it was the first time that we'd really heard it put in that in that framing because it doesn't seem like Jordan Love has been so bad you'd go, oh, that was going to be a long year. Like, no one, no one really has framed it that way. doesn't mean it's not true, but it's just we haven't really heard anyone frame it that way in particular. So you, you don't want to make – this is not a practice that is any different than any other practice. This is not a preseason game. Let's just be clear. It's not. So we're not going to take any more or less from family night because it was on TV, especially with such a bad broadcast. But it's nice to see Lucas Van Ness eat up a tight end. It's nice to see Dontavian Wicks run around. Just from a fan perspective, it's nice to see those guys, to see that talent, to see it pop. And then, of course, from an evaluation standpoint, it's also nice to see, hey, cool. I'm glad that, that they're doing something here. 
this is set to work out in in some kind of way that they're they're drafted on talent and they're actually showing some talent whether or not they realize that talent is going to be a huge question everyone in the nfl has talent you have to put it all together so for the packers this is about finding that consistency and this is something matt lafleur has talked about over and over and over stressing process over outcomes can you get a little bit better can you create a little bit better chemistry this center uh, QB exchange thing has been a problem. Rep it. And if it's still a problem in a week, you got to do extra work to make sure it's not a problem come week one. Because once once we get to lights on time, this can't happen. And Wayne Larrabee and, and Larry McCarron joked about it on the broadcast, one of the few times they were actually talking about what was happening on the field, that it's a good thing it was happening in practice. But it is. And the last thing I want to hit on here is the reason you don't ride the camp coaster, the good or the bad. In this case, the bad. Anders Carlson looked great on family night. Just manhandling 50 yarders. Would have been, they have that graphic. I, I don't remember if it, it's one of the primetime broadcasts, Monday night, Sunday night, where they have would have been good from. Some of these 53, 55 yarders, that would have been good from 65. The guy has some serious leg. Has he been inconsistent so far in camp? Yes, absolutely. But then you see this and you go, okay, it's information for the fan to go, oh, I see the talent. I see the ability. I see the appeal. I see the vision for this thing. This is what it could be. This is what it can look like. Doesn't mean it will. But I think it's heartening from an outside perspective where you're not in those rooms making those decisions. You're not in the arena, as Teddy Roosevelt would say. You are just looking from the outside in. And right now, what you want to see is, does this guy have talent or does he just suck? And, And the beauty of this is it looks like he's got some talent. That's good to see. So now when you hear, oh, he had this bad day, well, you saw the good day. You saw him look really good. And you understand, okay, this is this is what the, the potential is here. Now, longtime listeners of the show know how I feel about potential. Talent. These are words you use when you are an unfinished product as a team, as a player, as a coach. We tend not to talk about talent or potential when that potential is realized. Talent is unrealized potential. Because usually once it's happened, once they've done the thing, you just talk about how good they are. That's that's where we're hoping you can get to. Luke Musgrave, a lot of potential, showed some flashes here. Jaden Reed, plucking the ball out of the air on an absolute laser from Jordan Love. Second half of practice, he looked locked in. Hitting the nets for you Bears fans that are on the stream. What's up? I see you. Yes, I see the bear down emojis over there. Second little little pump just to reset and, and sling it a kind of half sidearm to Jaden Reed. An absolute dot. The touchdown to Christian Watson. Laser. We're going to talk more about this Jordan Love kid. You guys have heard of him, Jordan Love. We're going to talk about some criticisms of Jordan Love here in just a second on Locked on Packers. We have an opportunity to tell you about our friends today. 
at FanDuel. FanDuel is the best place to be putting your money down. Right now on baseball, I got some money on football. Take your first swing at betting Major League Baseball at FanDuel and get 10 times your first bet amount in bonus bets up to $200. That's right, just 20 bucks gets you $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. That's $200 you can spend betting everything from the money line to the point total to who you think hits the first home run. All on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Plus, when you win, you get paid instantly. Go back and listen to our episode with Warren Sharp. He gave out some great info on the Packers, when to bet them, how to bet them. We had a great talk with him every day, as we'll remember that conversation. There's no better place to bet on Major League Baseball than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. So sign up today and visit FanDuel.com to get $200 back in bonus bets. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball. So my guy, Adam Shine, good Syracuse boy, for those of you who missed it, he talked about Jordan Love, and he's an Aaron Rodgers guy. He's also a Packers fan, by the way. Lives in New York. Now gets to watch Aaron Rodgers up close. Had Aaron Rodgers on the show recently. Maybe there's a connection there. We know Aaron hears everything. I happen to know of one very prominent NFL media person who told me, told me, that Aaron Rodgers did not want to come on their show because of something they said. That was pretty banal. They told me what the thing was. We know, we know that he's listening. Even if he's, not, even if he's not listening, someone's listening for him. And so Adam Shine goes on, SNY goes on CBS Sports, and says, Jordan Love can't play football. Now, again... I, I, I know Adam Sean a little bit. I've met him. He is a Syracuse guy. And so I have always respected him. I've supported him. I think that he's really good at what he does. This was out of line. This was straight up out of line. Because to say someone can't play who we haven't seen, is, is, it's just absurd. It's, it's, it's dumb. It's dumb. It, it, and it, it is in a way, disrespectful because for, for someone who puts in the work every day, who does it by all accounts, all the right ways, who works his butt off, who has endured the last three years, who endured the initial shock of being drafted and, and some of the fan reactions to that, every player that comes into the NFL, especially a first-round pick, they want to be met with open arms. They want the cheers. They want everyone going, Oh, yeah, let's go. That's not what Jordan Love got. And so for a guy who has never complained and who has gotten better, has continued to work on his craft, who has had one NFL start and like two halves of meaningful games in other situations, to say he just can't play, we haven't seen that he can't play. And the example that I keep coming back to here is someone like Justin Fields. It's been two years of starts for Justin Fields. And people are still talking about what he could be. What he could be. Oh, look what he can be. Discounting the fact that we're talking about an all-time historic outlier in terms of inefficiency and productivity. We've we've essentially never seen anyone in the modern era 
be as bad as Justin Fields has been the last two years, and then become just an above average quarterback, much less a great one. We have evidence that confirms the negative viewpoint of Justin Fields. We don't have any evidence of anything with Jordan Love. Of anything. Of anything. So to say he just can't play before we've seen him is, is just getting out over your skis. It's just talking to talk. And, and to, to frame it that way and to, to play it so negatively, to dance for Aaron Rodgers, hey, look at how Rodgers friendly I am. Hey, look at I'm so Rodgers friendly. I'm just so Rodgers friendly. That you're going to trash this other kid who's done everything the right way? I feel like I'm Mike Gundy. Come after me. I'm a man. I'm 40. I'm 36. But that's how I feel about it because it's it was so out of line. For what? For clicks? Come on. He doesn't need he doesn't need them. He's got good gigs. It's just it's just a bad take. It's just a, it's just it's a, it's a take you can't support. With some training camp stuff, like okay, just use the training camp stuff that confirms your priors, not all the training camp stuff that doesn't. Not the best day of practice he's ever had coming in the same week of the 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 bad practice or whatever. Like it's just we don't know yet. We don't know. And again, what we saw on family night was both. We didn't see a guy who can't play. We didn't see a guy who can't play. We saw a guy who has a ton of ability, who is just not consistent yet. Well, that that is a lot of NFL players. Why is he being targeted? And it's because of Aaron Rodgers. It's because of the people that want to defend Aaron Rodgers forever and ever into the ages of ages. Amen. I, I just, we don't have to do it. We have to do it. When, when he plays, if he stinks and you, stay, he stay, and you say he stinks, I'm going to say it too. I have this platform. If, if I'm not honest about it, you guys are going are gonna to let me know. I have to be honest about it. But to, but to come with that now, it felt cheap. It felt cheap. I'm excited to see him continue to get these opportunities. And again, going back to the point that we, that we originally made about this, showing the flashes is what you want right now. The consistency is going to come. He's got to play. He's got to play. He's nothing. This is, this is like saying a rookie can't play. Well, no, he hasn't played. There's a difference. And there's an important difference. All right, we're going to be back tomorrow. For those of you who are listening, if you're watching live, the hundreds of you watching right now, thank you so much for joining us live after family night because you are football sickos just like we here at Locked on Packers are football sickos. For those of you listening on the audio only, um, this is going to be in your Monday podcast feed and we're going to be here with you the rest of the week as the Packers kick off their actual preseason debut. Remember, this was just a practice. We're talking about practice. Talking about practice, not a game, not a game, practice. Uh, we're going to be back later this week. Are we going to go live after preseason games? 
Are we going to go live after preseason games? Let me know what you think. If you want us to go live after preseason games, maybe after one or two, if we know that there's going to be a game where the starters are going to play a lot, maybe we'll really, maybe we'll really do that. We'll see what the schedule looks like for us down the line. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers. And anytime you want to come hang out with us live like we are right now on YouTube, baby, come hang out with us on our Locked on Packers YouTube page. Even if you're a Bears fan or a Jets fan or a Vikings fan, I see you guys. I see you in the comments. You're also welcome to stay Locked on Packers.